Welcome. Y saludos, amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, a pop culture pod primarily focused on film and television. I'm your host, Luigi. This is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back this week. Hopefully you guys had a wonderful Easter like we did. Absolutely, man. So we got a good show for you guys today. Very heavily focused on Star Wars. Uh, you're going to oh, yeah. spoilers for Bad Batch, for Mando, and some spoilers for Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars Clone Wars in terms of what we're talking Actually, I mean, honestly, for Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, too, I guess if we really want to get into the weeds of it. Yes, if you haven't seen those movies and or uh, franchises, we're also doing spoilers for the super mario brothers movie so just keep that in mind we're not gonna say it after this so let's get straight into it jason how you been man what's up how you doing oh man great i am uh recovering from this past weekend um i know we talked about our last pod i, went oh, I thought to... you were gonna say you were a recovering alcoholic i was like good for you man oh you. yeah that too <laughs> uh I went to, well, uh, we talked about it in my last pod. I went down with Jamie to visit my family for Easter. Uh, we were pretty active, man. It was, um, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. We went country dancing. We hit up a couple local restaurants. Uh, track one, bro. She loved the double-dipped wings. We tried the wings. Um, delicious. Uh, we went to Papa Burgers, also now known as Eric's Burgers or something like that, or Papa Eric's. I forgot what it's. I, I forget, but I just remember it as Papa Burger, just your classic, you know, like just hole in the wall burgers, burger you know, like joint, the greasy, yeah. yeah, 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 you know, the good ones, the good burgers. Yeah, we we went uh, country dancing on Saturday night, and we wanted to hit up Chico's um, after we went dancing, but uh, they were all closed, dude. My guess yeah. it was because they were going to be closed for Easter. Yeah, so, that's a good guess. Yeah, and then uh, we obviously closed on sunday so we we didn't have the opportunity to do that because monday morning we left uh ended up going to my cousin's house uh super close to my sister's house which is awesome uh you know did the you know the egg war thing the egg hunt thing lots of food ate some burgers there dude it it was it was awesome it was a good time got to see my family members uh you know my cousins aunts uncles uh nephews nieces uh we took the, my nephews and nieces to the movie. So that was cool. So we, yeah, it was, it was a pretty uh, busy weekend for me. Uh, a lot of fun, man. Uh, it was good to see everybody. Uh, what about you, man? What would you do for Easter? Uh, um, yeah. I mean, we had some family come down, so that was exciting. Uh, I'll keep it short. We, same stuff. We did. Of course it was here in San Antonio. I did. I will say I did make uh Bednil, which is a Puerto Rican pulled pork dish, but I do it my way, and it may have come out probably again the best I've ever made it. So I'm excited about that. Oh, uh, you're just so, getting better, aren't you? I, I mean, I'm getting good at cooking meat. <laughs> the sides, I still got to oh, work yeah. on. <laughs> I got to work on the sides, but uh, definitely want you guys to try that. And Cole, uh, for those of you listeners, we've got an off the pot friend named Cole who I regularly am now competing with over grilling the best food. And so he just recently came down and had our brisket. Well, my brisket said it was better than his brisket. So obviously, as a competitive person does, he went back home and decided he's going to make his best dish, which is apparently smoked uh, pulled pork. 
which mm-hmm. is actually something I made this weekend as well, just not the same way. But uh, now I'm thinking I'm going to try smoking my pork and see how it goes uh, in Ooh. honor of our off-the-pod uh, competitive friend who I, you know what, I want to try it and I want to see if it's better than mine. So I make a pretty damn good one. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm a part of that group chat, right? We have a group chat where it's mm-hmm. strictly food, guys. And uh, what Cole sent us was absolutely hilarious. Uh, just, you know, a picture of himself. Uh, obviously, it was his wife that took the picture. So I bet you, like, he was like, babe, babe, take a picture of me pulling out the bone out of this pork butt. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how'd that conversation go? Cool, like, I, just, cool, yeah, it, it was cool, man. I mean, it looked amazing. Um, Cole's smoking is, is, is really good as well. So, um, um, for him to say that your brisket is probably the best brisket he's ever had, it says a lot. Um, and I don't doubt, I don't doubt you, bro. So thanks, man. I pulled out all the stops, but we <laughs> promised we wouldn't turn this into a grilling pod. So we'll move on. <laughs> uh, one last note for me, Jason, and all of you, uh, vinyl heads out there. All of you music fans and hip-hop fans on this one. I got the first Run the Jewels album. Uh, Found it. Last copy that was there. So if you see it at Target, guys, go check it out. It is black and red. And it's like red streaks. Like a tie-dye type thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And the album has great art. And, of course, the album itself is great. That's the first time I ever heard uh, Run the Jewels was 36-inch chain. So I was happy to get that album, man. Very excited. Definitely recommend the album if you guys haven't heard this uh, Jewel from, what, like a decade ago? Oh, how old is that album now? I don't even know. I have no idea. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, when you sent me that picture, I was I was like, damn, that's probably one of the nicest vinyls I've, I've seen out there. Because uh, I love collecting colored vinyls. Uh, if I can't, if I really like an album, I will get like a, just a regular black vinyl, you know? If, but if I can, I will try to get a colored vinyl. But I'm not going to say no to a classic vinyl that, especially if it's hard to find, you know, I'm going to get it, especially if it's, if it's a, a good price. So, uh, yeah. so great pull, man. Great find. I loved it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. A little jealous. Not going to lie. I, I like, <laughs> yeah, I like finding those random, like, that's what's fun about going to record stores and like stores that have even newer stores that have records like this was Target, right? You mm-hmm. find these gems that you weren't necessarily looking for, but you were very happy to find. So that was that was definitely what it ended up happening. Bro, yeah. <clears throat> my last one where I felt like that was uh, the Prince vinyl, the 1999 one. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't ever going to buy it. It was a colored edition. It was like a special edition. And it was at Walmart and it was good price. So I was like, I got to buy this, dude. It's fucking Prince. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty dope. That's dope. I, I was pretty happy when I found you your, uh, God. Tame Impala. Yes, Tame Impala. Yes, dude. Uh, good price. I had to buy it. You're like, oh, I found this. Do you want me to get it? I was like, yes, I'll send you the money right now. <laughs> yeah. Although it took me forever to get, but I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was both yeah. our faults. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was our faults. That was our faults. <laughs> All right, let's move on, Jason. I've actually got a trailer for an adult swim show. Uh, funny thing, you know how I mentioned that I heard Run the Jewels for the first time? That was the first time I heard 36 Inch Chain. It was actually on Adult Swim. It came out in one of their commercials. You know how they used to like yeah, feature yeah. random artists? Like as yeah, as the Yeah, as as Adult Swim got later on and their audience aged out, they started trying to keep them that way. Uh, which I think they probably did a good job. Anyway. Uh 
My Adventures with Superman animated series uh, teaser trailer dropped. And so I didn't even know this was happening, to be honest with you. So seeing it, I was like, oh, snap. It's Adult Swim, so you know that they can go into adult content. It's DC, and it's coming out now, which tells me James Gunn is probably pretty heavy and heavily involved. Um, I'll have to look more into it, but I was pretty interested. I'm interested to see where it goes. I was definitely interested, especially since... If I'm going to be honest with all the, uh, the listeners out there, all the tens and tens listeners out there, uh, shout out <laughs> room, room 303 for that. Uh, I'm not, I, I'm not a huge fan of Superman, dude. I, I just, but seeing this and like hearing about like what it, what it might be about, especially it's going to be an adult swim. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be interested in I'll, I'll want to watch it. And the animation looks pretty, so I, I have to admit. Yeah. It doesn't look bad. Yeah. You know, it reminds it, me of um, invincible animation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see right? that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it's funny. With Adult Swim, you know you're going to get quality animation for whatever it is. And hopefully, I'm really hoping that this is in some way or another connected to the DCU. But if not, if they tell me a good story, I'll check it out. Because same thing, I've never been a Superman fan. Uh, but Henry Cavill did make me like a version of Superman I liked. I, uh, yeah. I liked that version of Superman. You know? Same, bro. Same. I like the Henry Cavill version as well. Cavill. Yeah, right. That's the that's the only one. I mean, don't get me wrong. I could check more into the older versions, but I'm fairly certain I'm still gonna like Henry Cavill more. We'll see. Yeah, he he just does it for me, dude. Yeah, <laughs> something about him. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get straight into our main topic, though, Jason. We got some Star Wars for you guys, and then we got some stuff from a galaxy far, far away. Uh, but we've also got some stuff from Mandalore, uh, and we've also got some stuff from Prezier 13, was it? Yeah, and Coruscant, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we got some stuff all in a galaxy far, far away. Far, far away. I like that, man. I like that a lot. <laughs> well, as you guys uh, know or didn't know, um, actually, I didn't know and still until I started seeing like a bunch of trailers coming out. I'm like, well, what's going on? It's not May 4th. What the fuck? Uh, I forget that they have a Star Wars. It's called Star Wars Celebration, which is pretty much a Star Wars week uh, where they have like a location where they're just like releasing just future Star Wars content that's about to come out, um, which honestly, man, I was made me so pumped. Um, the first thing that we saw, well, not one of the first things that we saw, but uh, one of the main things that, probably that i was most hyped about was the ahsoka series uh, i know we got you know we obviously we heard news that it was there's gonna be an ahsoka series but we finally got a trailer to it and i think why i got so pumped was because we got first sightings of the rebels crew <clears throat> dude uh, mary elizabeth winstead is hera yeah dude harrison doula dude oh my god hey the makeup looked amazing and then we got looked sabine good. wren Oh my God, Sabine Wren, the Mandalorian uh, from that crew. And then we saw the back of Thrawn, the villain uh, that they're looking for, that they've been teasing in Mandalorian. Uh, Obviously, in Mandalorian, they teased Zeb a few weeks ago. Um, So the whole cast and crew, the only person that's missing now, they even showed Chopper, the droid who I personally think is better than R2-D2. Yes, I said it, Star Wars fan. Chopper (laughs) is better than R2-D2. Fight me on that. If you watch Rebels, you'll see what I'm talking about. He has actually more attitude than R2-D2, but a more, like, better and funnier attitude. I'm sorry. 
If yeah, if you if I had to pick between who's, droids, who's fighting you about this, Jason? Uh, Star Wars fans out there, if there's any oh, Star Wars really? fans out there, okay. and like all the Star Wars fans are like that are in love with R two D two. I'm sorry, Chopper is better. Chopper oh, is a better okay. droid. Not He's not as... even the best droid out of all the droids out there. Uh, that goes to my boy BD one probably. Um, Which one's BD one? He is from Jedi uh, Fallen Order, the game, the video game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like the so, one from Rogue One. I don't know his name. K2SO. I love him too. Yeah, he's dope too. He's hilarious. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, dude, just uh just you know, just like little snippets and like that's what you want to see in a trailer. Like you don't want them to give away the whole story. Um so it was cool, man, just uh following the Ahsoka uh see where she's going and you know, finding Thrawn, like see where she you know, obviously we saw glimpses of her in Mandalorian, so we're gonna get to see her side of the story after Order 66 of what she's been up to, what she needs to do, what's going on. So I'm super pumped for this series. Ahsoka's probably one of my favorite. She's my favorite Jedi personally. Um, same, same. Yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, it's between her and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan yes. is pretty cool, man. Like I cool. love Obi-Wan too, yes, but like I just love Ahsoka because I think. It, it just helped Anakin and Darth Vader's Anakin slash Darth Vader's um, turn so much more. It just added more depth to the Star Wars series, which I feel like it saved it uh, personally. And uh, I liked her growth too because, oh my God, when I saw her in Clone Wars animated series, I hated her at first. Absolutely hated her. <laughs> and then yeah, she fans just... were not not into her at the beginning. See, yeah, I, it was, it was I binge watched for her. Yeah. I binge watched the show. I mean, I was stuck on the first season. For a little while. First season's uh, tough to get through. Yeah, the first two yeah, are tough to get through. It was like, eh, the second season is already significantly better. But yes, after that, it, yeah. it literally is a show that just keeps getting better and better and better. Towards the end, it's... I, I'm not going to lie. Season, See, the, the, last, the last like two to three seasons, I would say, are I'm for sure final season and season before, like prestige animation. Oh, amazing, That's right? Yeah. I, I know that doesn't really exist, right? Like, there aren't a whole lot of things in that realm of prestige animation, but, like, it's like that version of prestige TV, you know what I mean? It's it's that good. I will say it's that good for animation. Oh, I agree. And, like, uh, just the storylines that they followed, uh, you feel... I mean, you had questions about, like, what happened to the clones, right? You're in, in A New Hope, and you see, like, all right, we have stormtroopers, but what happened to the clones? You, you start finding out about this, and, like, it obviously led to a spinoff for The Bad Batch, which... Is getting more into details of what's happening to the clones, Ahsoka, what happened to the Jedi's, the Jedi's that did escape. Like it's just so crazy, and like it just ties everything so perfectly together. Um, they have some fun episodes, but they have some really deep episodes where you're like, holy fuck, am I am I about to cry right now? Why do I feel these feelings for clones or uh, certain Jedi? You're just like, shit, this is devastating. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that uh, this Ahsoka series can bring that Clone Wars into this series. I hope it's uh, very impactful. And uh, yeah, I'm excited, man, to say the least. Yeah, Rosario <laughs> Dawson, I, I think she can do some amazing work. And as Ahsoka, she's already proven that she like she understands the character. I think she's a calmer version of the character. But now that well, we see the full series, you'll probably see more of her like feisty side. I guess that's a good way to describe Ahsoka. Like yeah, she's I mean, a back she, down. You know what she's I mean? an older she's version of Ahsoka, yeah. right? We 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 uh, we saw a young Ahsoka, right? Yeah. Young and naive. Uh, I mean, I think I feel like Rosario Dawson has been playing her really well because she's older and wiser. Um, 
and, and she's aware to... of what's happened to the character like she's a fan yeah exactly and just kind of a was like this is the old me but like what i do want to see from ahsoka in, in this series is how badass of a fighter she is dude like she is one of my favorite duelists like watching her in the clone war series like you just see her doing all these acrobatic fucking shit bro like better than darth maul in my opinion um well her duel with darth maul is pretty fantastic one of the most yeah one of the best um fun fact on that 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 scene where ahsoka and darth maul fight in clone wars in the cartoon series that was Mm -hmm. actually acted out and those they used um what's it called like little sensors and stuff so it was actually two people fighting and uh, creating that and then they just turned it into animation i think it's called mocap that's crazy yeah motion capture right Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, there you go. Thanks, dude. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I want to see in this. Like, I, I know it's gonna be hard, right? Because the makeup is tough, especially with what she's wearing for her headpiece. Like, it's tough to move around in that. It really is. But I think they could, you know, at certain angles they can capture it. Uh, I'd be super excited for that. Um, but yeah, guys, Ahsoka coming out in August. Uh, I don't know the exact date, but uh, it's coming out this year, dude. I'm so pumped. <laughs> we're gonna uh, see. We're gonna see Thrawn and. Um, God, who was it that was... I think I was watching a YouTube video. So, YouTube guy, I apologize, I don't remember your name. They were looking at a theory. Were you the one that sent it about Thrawn? Uh, I, I know Thrawn uh, is actually going to be played by the character that voiced him in the Rebel series. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know if it was... In the, I don't know if that was a theory. I, it was a week ago, so I'm sorry if I forgot, dude. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, it was this. Uh, it was a theory about Thrawn uh, trying to ascend to control the galaxy as well, like the, his group of people who live like outside of the outer, like far in the outer past reaches. The outer rim. Yeah, yeah, past the outer rim. Well, that's where Apparently, he went to, right? Yeah, I'm guessing, and that's where his people are from. So I'm guessing. I mean, there are some possibilities there. This guy gets into it pretty deep, and I was like, huh. That's interesting. That would be an interesting way to go. But their guess also is that he may be getting set up to be the the main bad guy for the Mando movie. Yeah, which we'll get into. That, that. would be <laughs> fucking cool. Like that's going to be a cool ass movie if that's what happens. Oh, and how it ties in everything. Yeah, it, which honestly, we'll we'll get into that a little bit. But before we get into that, I just want to give a um, so. Something that is coming out fairly soon, May the 4th be with you, May the 4th this year. Uh, Visions Season 2 is coming out. Um, for those of you guys who don't know about Visions, they're like little animated shorts based off, in the obviously, based off of the Star Wars um, era um, world. Uh, they're just different stories. They're, they, they have nothing to do with the Skywalker saga, nothing like that. Some of them kind of do kind of attach to them, but they're just different stories about different characters in different animation styles. Um, if you guys haven't seen the first one, I highly recommend it. They're very short and simple. Like again, different animation styles by different directors and just different writers. Um, kind of like uh, love death and robots. So if you guys have seen that, um, you guys, but they're, like uh, they're all anime directors. They're yeah, all anime. anime directors like from Japan. Yep. Which um, yeah. I love their animation style. So uh, I'm excited to see this on May the 4th. I'll probably binge it and watch it all in one night. Because uh, I think I did that with the first visions. Uh, two nights, two nights, because I fell asleep one night. But uh, yeah, they're oh, amazing animation styles and amazing stories, too. Um, so yeah, get that. May the 4th be with you guys. Coming soon, coming real soon. Now, um, we 
they did announce that the Bad Batch will have a third and final season. So um, season two just ended uh, last week for us. Um, but they did announce that they will be having a third and final season for it. So it will conclude uh, probably by next year. I'm guessing that will release. Um, so it's been really good. And uh, I'm excited for that, dude. You know, I, I, I'm still holding on to the theory that I feel like Star Wars is new. Um, like Lucasfilm's new strategy is like make the kids shows first. Build the characters there establish them and then bring them into live action live action shows and now what it's looking like is the the big movies that are true star wars movies are going to be like their version of infinity war where it all comes together in this big storyline right there like and then they can then they can start all over again with the kids shows and then i i think that's a smart way to go i like i don't know if that's what they're doing but it just kind of feels that way yeah, I could I could see that. I mean, especially what they announced too. So uh, throughout the week, they announced that they officially announced that they have three new movies that are going to be coming out uh, that are currently in the works, or at least two are getting ready to go into production. Uh, but the first one, uh, it's going to be it's going to bring Daisy Ridley to come back as Ray Skywalker or Ray Palpatine, Ray Skywalker, whatever you guys want to uh, call her. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be based 15 years after the rise of Skywalker, and it's going to tell the story of rebuilding the new Jedi Order and the powers that rise to tear it down. So I wanted to bring this one up first because this is probably the one that I'm least excited about. Um, but maybe, hey, maybe it will redeem uh, Ray Ray's storyline. Because, um, you know, a lot of people weren't too happy with the trilogy, but maybe give it time and maybe people are going to uh, turn around and really enjoy these films. Um, I, did, I know I I didn't mind Ray's character. What I did I hated, bro. I'm not gonna lie, is that it ended up being that she was related to Palpatine and that Palpatine was still alive. I was like, this is stupid. This is stupid. Yeah. It just took me out immediately. I was like, oh my god. Well, but I, I liked think... Ray as a character. I liked Ray. I liked uh, Finn. I liked Poe. I liked all of them. Yeah, I think the only thing that upset me was when The Rise of Skywalker first came out, it was like hinting that a stormtrooper, Finn, was going to be, was, you know, had, uh, was force sensitive and that he was going to probably be, imagine how dope that storyline would have been, a stormtrooper turned Jedi. Think about how fucking awesome that would have been. So I feel like they did Finn pretty dirty, and I think uh, a lot of people are feeling that way too. I didn't hate the the sequel trilogy. But it's probably definitely if I'm if I'm ranking the trilogies right from the original to the sequel to the pre to the to the sequels to the prequels, it's definitely my least favorite. Um, I feel like they could have done a better job, but again, obviously you're getting one director and then another director and then another director. Like obviously it's not gonna it's not gonna end well. But so hopefully they can fix it with this. And yeah, like I, I'm still ex- I mean I'm gonna watch it. But I'm I'm excited to see where they go with this, and hopefully they can fix it, and maybe make her make the sequels a little bit better based off this this next storyline for her. Yeah, I, I'll watch it. I'll definitely watch it. Um, um, yeah. So the next one, the second movie that they announced is going to be directed by James Mangold, and it's going to tell the story of the first Jedi to wield the Force and harness harness it as a liberating power in the era of chaos and oppression. Is this Acolyte? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that's what they called, but I, I just know that that's what the second movie is going to be about. 
it's set yeah. way even further in the past like even, yes like before even Yoda. further than a long time ago yeah so it's gonna be the, the very first jedi so like a uh, super to wield the force long time ago yeah yep okay so okay. should be interesting we'll see and then the third movie is going to be directed by Dave. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Before you get into that, because we're going to get into a lot of conversation about that last one. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm pretty excited. If it's, if it's the acolyte, it's, it looks good, man. Well, it doesn't look good. It sounds good. It, the it description sounds, good. sounds really, like, really interesting. Yeah, anything to get um, away from the Skywalker saga. Yes, right? the, for the first yes. Jedi to wield the Force. Like, how did the Force become to be? How did someone know that they had the Force? How did? How is this happening? And what is going on in that galaxy when there's no nobody knows about the Force? So that's very interesting. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I will definitely be anticipating that one. The second most. I can't say more than the next one. But I just wanted to say that because I'm I'm interested, man. That sounds like a really interesting storyline that could do some cool things. If it even leads into like, I don't know how far off in time right they are, but if it leads into Knights of the Old Republic type of that'd stuff, that'd be cool, right? Right? Like, could that lead to its own cool. trilogy? That'd be cool. Like, depending on how well saying. it does, right? Yeah. So I'm feeling like I agree with you. <laughs> people are gonna like it. It's Star Wars fans, man. There, it's like a built-in audience, even bigger than than marvel or dc or anything yeah dude, it's one of the greatest franchises out there um and then lastly that probably the one that i'm most excited about just because we've been especially you and i we've been uh keeping up with the the disney series the all so the third movie is going to be directed by dave filoni um and it's going to tell the tale of an escalating war between the imperial uh remnant and the fledging new republic from what kathleen kennedy was saying and it's going to close out the interconnected stories told in The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and other Disney Plus series, which I'm guessing is Bad Batch as well. So it's going to it's going to close all those storylines and bring them all together to this one epic movie. So you yes, think we're going to we see it, it's all Omega in live action? Dude, or do you think I'm she's going to get know. her own live action show after this movie? I don't know, but it's gonna it's gonna intertwine Omega somehow and Grogu because right cloning and stuff like that. Like I feel like that's all intertwined, and it's gonna explain this and maybe the the rise of Mandalore, dude. I I don't know, I don't know, but it sounds very intriguing to me. Yeah, and this is all happening before. Died? I don't know, dude. I know, I know. There's a lot of questions. But my question is, this is happening before the sequel trilogy, though, right? Like, this will be set before the sequel trilogy. Correct, correct. Yeah, this third movie is going to be based off before the sequel trilogy. Man, this whole the, the whole timeline is all fucked because they're going, like, either in the future, the past, present. You know, it, it's all fucked. But, yeah, um, we will... <laughs> um, I have to explain it to Jamie all the time. Like, so, wait, wait, when's it, when is this happening right now? I was like... So this is happening before this, before that, after that. And like, when is this happening? Oh, that happened after this. Like, this is where this timeline is. And she's like, oh, I'm so confused. That, that is, yeah, <laughs> that is the problematic part of Star Wars. You really do get fucked up with the timelines. Yeah, you definitely need a chart. You need a chart for sure, especially if you're not caught up. I was like, I always like, kind of like to reference, this is before Order 66 or after Order 66 or like after Darth Vader died and the Empire fell, like that's that's kind of like where my main points are. Like if I'm trying to explain what timeline of that is, it's like it's before Order sixty six, after Order sixty six. 
after the fall of the empire and Darth Vader's death. Right. So like, I kind of, if I'm explaining it to someone, that's kind of where I lean into. If they don't know what order 66 is, then I'm like, ah, now I gotta explain this. Right. So (laughs) revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Uh, When Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader, pretty much is when I say that. So. Yeah. All the Jedi's get killed. You know, you know, it's all good. It's all gravy. But uh, we, we know we know everything turns out to be all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was, yeah. But somehow, you know, you get a lot of uh, heartbreaking stories, but a lot of a lot of good ones too. At the end of the day, so you really think Mando might die in this? In the third, I think in the movie. Yeah, I I, I have a feeling like for Gro, Grogu's growth. Woof, mm-hmm. that was hard. That was tough to say. He's gonna have to lose Mando. Mando's gonna Ooh, die like in a, in a in a devastating fashion. I feel like that's why they're setting up Bo-Katan too, because uh, they're trying to set up a world around him now. Uh, I don't know exactly what that's going to mean. I don't know if he's going to die, but I feel like it is definitely centering around him. Get ready for it, Star Wars fans. Um, it's going to happen. Uh, we always get hit with heartbreak. Doesn't matter what it is, but they're going to hit us hard, and uh, we're not going to see it coming. Dude, I don't want him or Ahsoka to die. So I'm like, oh, me neither, die. dude. I, I'm not ready for Ahsoka's death either, dude. <laughs> Those That's would be gonna... the two. Not gonna lie, it would <laughs> suck. But seeing Sabine Wren die would hurt. But it'd be like, oh, oh I yeah, I love Sabine Wren too. Oh, but I, 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 I would take her over the other two. Anyway, yeah. All right, so that's some of the Star Wars news of stuff that's coming up. Dave Filoni finally taken his characters to live action, but let's actually get to the ones he already has in live action. Jason Mando. Uh, this episode was directed by one of our favorites, Bryce Dallas Howard. Hell yeah, dude. And uh, it was a fun episode. Um, I don't really feel like it moved the plot that much, but uh, it was still entertaining. Oh, it was uh, definitely filler. Yeah, for sure, right? <laughs> it was a filler episode. I feel like I mean, this one is, uh, my personal opinion, is the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel I like mean, that, it, that, that's it gives what it was? You, oh, absolutely. It gives you, well, one, they're probably saving money on this episode. But they gave us like a, well, not Law & Order, but a detective show uh, episode. And I kind of, I loved watching Din Djarin specifically in this setting. Like, he did... Pedro Pascal did such a good fucking job of playing like the, the bad cop, good, the good bad, cop, bad cop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he was fucking hilarious to watch. Like he hates droids, bro. Yeah. He I, fucking hates them. And every chance he got, he was threatening them. He, th- he threatened them everywhere, ripping them apart, tearing, <laughs> tearing them to pieces, taking out their memory. Like he was, he was, he was throwing it all at them. It was, I really enjoyed watching him. Bro, you know what it felt like too? Uh, <clears throat> one of the scenes made me feel like uh, iRobot, where he's like, "Oh, they're not supposed to hurt you." So he's like, he's like bumping them and pushing them or shooting them, like just like iRobot, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These things are are uh, programmed not to attack you or fight back, right, and resist. So it's like he's testing them to see if one is gonna, you know, uh, do that. Uh, so I was like, "Oh shit, this feels like iRobot right now." Uh, did you uh-huh. feel that? I I did not catch that, but you're right. That's a very good callback there. That was a very good callback. So uh, I thought no, it was, I was I, just cracking up over oh. his absolute hatred, man. It was great to watch. Yeah, dude, I thought it was really cool that they brought back the separatist uh, droids. 
Because mm-hmm. obviously, right, you're like, what happened to the clones? Well, what happened to the droids? Did they all get shut down? No, they they as you can they reprogram some of them and now they work for um they they're not soldiers anymore and they, they do every everyday lifestyle stuff. And I mean the whole issue with this uh the world they needed uh Mando and Bo Katan's help because uh, some of these droids are going back to their old ways and uh they need to figure out what's going on and why they're malfunctioning uh because these people don't know how to take care of themselves and it's pretty much a rich planet, right? And uh, the leaders of this planet are Lizzo and Jack Black, uh, which is pretty <laughs> cool uh, to see, I, honestly. Yeah, I had a great time. With, I'm not going to lie, man. I love Jack Black. I, I love, love Jack Libre. I love Jumanji. Nothing but I positive love... things about yeah. Jack Black the rest of this episode, guys. And you know what I'm talking about. Do <laughs> uh, I love him and everything, dude? Uh, probably my favorite Jack Black performance still to this day is School of Rock. School of Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like how we both said that. That's funny. <laughs> oh man, yeah, School of Rock. That's the one, dude. Honestly, it's not my favorite, but I know it's his best. If that makes any sense, uh, I I really enjoy that movie. He, he does a great job in everything he does. Uh, anyway, they're the rulers. Uh, <laughs> He keeps saying, the droid problem, I fixed it, though. And Lizzo's just like, well, if it were fixed, then it would be fixed, right? Yeah. She's trying not to say it. Like, bruh, stop bringing it up. Because uh, you just want me to say, no, it's not. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely a shout out to Lizzo, to her first uh, <clears throat> acting performance. I mean, from what I've seen. And she didn't do too bad. Yeah, she really didn't. And also, uh, what I always jealous. look at is I'm like, as long as they her. didn't fuck it up, you know what I mean? Yeah, and she exactly. didn't fuck it up. Yeah, she didn't fuck it up. I'm a little jealous, dude. She got to hold uh, Grogu before I did, so that's <laughs> um... and fed him, fed him, uh, with space. I don't know what it space was, space fish, fish. yeah, sardines, something. I don't know, I don't know what it was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. Uh, we're not mentioning though, so. They have the droid problem. The the whole reason they go, right? They have the droid problem where these droids are like going haywire and just doing whatever they want. And so they're trying to figure out what's going on. So they go to the command center and we get another huge uh, cameo, man. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, dude. I thought that was cool too. Uh, Seeing him, I was like, oh shit, bro. Fucking. I know. Friggin' Fester. Back to the Future. Yeah, dude. Marty. Uh, it, he was in. Uh, he was in. Uh, did you ever see that movie? Uh, with gosh, the Better Call Saul guy. This is killing me. There's too many people. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Uh, called Nobody. I love Nobody. That's a yeah, great movie. Christopher too. That's Lloyd is in movie. it too. He's his dad, right? That's right, dude. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Christopher Lloyd, he's dude, doing done some things, and that's totally. just more recent totally off topic but nobody is like a uh kroger version of uh john wick <laughs> you know like a wish version of john wick a wish <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's still a great movie i'm not i'm not, I'm not talking shit about it but like it's kinda, uh, honestly kinda though is... that is such a that's great that's great i'm gonna keep that one in my pocket uh, still it a great movie, a... guys. If you guys haven't seen Nobody, watch it. It's a, it's a fun movie. If you like John Wick, you'll like that movie. Yeah. Uh, last one. I didn't even realize this. He's also in Clue, the movie. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah, I've seen. Wait. 
I've seen Clueless. I don't know if I've seen Clue. No, no, Clue. Like the video, well, the video, the board game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen Clue. Yeah, but anyway. Anyways. Let's not get too deep into Christopher (laughs) Lloyd lore here. So he's at the command center and he's telling them what's going on and pretty much how these people will not be able to sustain themselves or even know how to wash themselves without droids. Uh, So they need to get them uh, rounded up. And they go, Mando and Bo-Katan go on an adventure pretty much. That's very detective style. It's an investigation. He's beating up droids left and right, doing chases in the middle of the street. I mean... I'm telling you, man, it felt like straight out of a, a detective show, a cop show. Really and did. by the end, they figure out that it was, in fact, um, Christopher, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd's character who was sabotaging them. Turns out he was once a separatist and never changed his mind. So he was a separatist. They lose to the, to, uh, the Republic, first off, right? Mm-hmm. And then the empire hits and they're still no 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 he's he's still loyal to the separatists now the empire has fallen and it's the new republic and homie is still saying count dooku was right i mean so what he said i I don't think he was fully wrong like he he hated the new he didn't like the empire when uh the the obviously when the republic won and it got taken down and palpatine took over he was like always a separatist and I don't think he was wrong necessarily, but like obviously the way he went about things is definitely wrong. Um, but I think his his stance on his him, himself as a separatist is not necessarily wrong. Well, I mean, especially when we saw uh, Count Dooku's backstory in Tales of a Jedi. Oh my God! Yes, dude. Ah, oh, dude. I mean, when you see I the saw. incompetence of the Republic, it's pretty. It's it's pretty shocking. That no one saw this coming. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy too about like why I like Count Dooku so much more now is was uh, there was like a theory or I think it's actually, I don't even know if it's a theory. I think it's actual, an actual thing. Like Count Dooku knew he couldn't take down Palpatine down himself. So he was looking for incomes in uh, Asajj Ventress, right? From the Clone Wars mm-hmm. as him taking on apprentices to take down Palpatine because he knew what Palpatine was gonna about to do was completely wrong. He wanted a better world for everybody, but he he knew that that the way the Jedi were doing stuff is complete. Well, it was like you guys are fuck you guys. I lost all the loved ones because you guys refuse to be emotional and care about what things that really matter. So that's why he j- joined the Separatists and started following Palpatine because he was like, you know, with with you you can still have emotions and anger and stuff like that, but Palpatine was just using him as a puppet. But and I think. Dooku started realizing that, so that's why he getting apprentices so he can take down Palpatine. Count Dooku's story is just oh my god, it's just so so amazing if you really dive deep into his character. Um, so yeah, that that it made me think about all that with Christopher Lloyd's character, where he's like, yeah, I'm still a separatist, and like you know, fuck the New Republic, fuck the New Order that's about to come out. Like it's like it's gonna be the pretty much the same as everything else. Like someone's gonna take over, and we're all <laughs> fucked in the middle of his spiel Bo-Katan just stuns him yeah He's like politics <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly exactly oh, oh my god right <laughs> oh man that was pretty great obviously you know they save the day and really it doesn't have any consequence on the story until until they are yeah. now allowed to see 
the pretty much what they came for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The unit of Mandalorians that used to be under Bo's command. She challenges I don't remember his name to a duel to win them back. And she does. And then uh, they say, no, you're still not a rightful leader because you don't even have the dark saber. Well, not they. And, the you, guy were, she and beat. you were, yeah. And you were too much of a pussy to take it from Din Djarin. He's and like, then Din's like, whoa, 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 time yeah. out. Hold up. Give me yeah, the talking like, stick. Let me yeah. say something real, or sorry, the talking hammer. Let me say something real quick. I actually got beat on Mandalore by a weird spider monster thing. She beat the spider monster. So technically, she's the one who is the rightful owner of that uh, dark saber. Yeah, it's and like, I was like, you oh, shit, I can't right. argue with that. Like, yeah, you can't. <laughs> exactly. And, and I mean, Din Djarin is technically right because. Oh, he is he absolutely got, right. He, he got defeated, and that thing took his saber. And then Bogotan came in to save him and defeated that thing. So yeah, she she is the rightful heir to that saber. So huge implications. I mean, that gives them a, a pretty from what it looked like, a pretty significant number of Mandalorians who are now going to join forces with the cult. I'm just going to call it the cult because they're yeah. Um, who else? I wonder who else is going to join. I wonder if one of these Mandalorians. We're involved with getting Moff Gideon Moff out. Gideon out, yep. Uh, there's a lot of implications there. I'm wondering if we're going to see any Boba Fett in these final couple episodes. That's what I want to know. And uh, before we get on to the next uh, segment of our TV land, um, there was a TikTok that came out, and uh, Ryan actually saw it too. He doesn't listen, but he um, was very adamant that this episode was ass. And, um, <laughs> you know, and we're... we're, we're we're all entitled to our opinions, and uh, I, yeah. I disagree Listen, personally. Like, it wasn't, I enjoyed it. It wasn't a super strong episode compared to the rest of the yeah. season. Yeah, and I'll I, say I agree. That. I'll, I'll give him that. So I understand why why he's saying that, and that this season has been kind of lackluster. Um, but I saw a video of this guy. I was like, yeah, I know someone that works closely with um, the Mandalorian series, and he has he's seen an episode of this next one that's coming out, the one that comes out tomorrow. We're recording on a Tuesday the 11th so the new one that comes out tomorrow on wednesday the 12th apparently that this is the best episode of mandalorian ever and he said and i quote he's like yeah he like he said like this is better than rogue one because that's one of his favorite movies ever that star wars ever released and okay rogue one is actually one of my favorite movies too yeah, um, that's so, my favorite star wars movie. so the oh, fact wow. that he said that i'm like whoa all right I, i'm not trying to hide myself too much i didn't want to say anything anything to the group chat but then ryan was like so apparently, uh, this, <laughs> this next episode is supposed to be the best fucking Star Wars ever. So we'll see about that. I may I may change my opinion about season three of Mandalorian. Um, so we'll see, guys. I'm kind of excited, but also kind of nervous now because like I'm hyping myself up for tomorrow's episode. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't let. Me I know down. if it doesn't live up to the hype, what yeah. a downer. Well, hopefully it does though. Hopefully, yeah, it ho- does. hopefully it's gonna be good. It's the last. There's two more episodes left in this in this uh, in season three. So usually the last two episodes are like very peak television in most series, right? Because they're trying to build up to the very end. So the, usually mm-hmm. the second to last episode, to me personally, is always like the best in um, in seasons because like they're trying to build up to the finale, and usually like the the second to last episode always builds up to it and you're like oh what the fuck that shit was crazy and then you get to finale and you're like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> um when you get to so finale, like, oh shit <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, because I mean, what, what season two of Mando? What they do? They took fucking Grogu, and we saw um, Boba Fett come in with fucking shit up, and we're like, holy fuck, you know? And you get to see a computerized Luke Skywalker with that deep fake. Uh, That was the final episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. So like, it's just so hard to like. Uh, and then, oh, and then uh, season one of Mandalorian two, that's where uh, IG Eleven blows himself up uh, to save Mando, and that's when Mando finally like actually likes a droid, like actually trusts a droid to do that, you know. So it's just again, and it's not even Mandalorian, it's not even Star Wars, um, uh, Game of Thrones. I think the second to last episodes were always the best one before the finale of each season, because uh, again, they're just trying to build up everything. So. Uh, maybe I, I have a feeling we are in for a, a special one tomorrow, guys. So tune in. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm excited to see it. So let's see what happens, man. But one episode all, or one series already had its uh, season finale, which is the we've only got one more season after this Bad Batch. Bad Batch, yeah. So the last time we spoke about Bad Batch, uh, there was three episodes left. So we're kind of just gonna go breeze by. And which is kind of perfect because these last three episodes all tie in together. Um, we get to see Crosshair finally like realizing that, yeah, the Empire is fucked. Like it's just, I like how they did a callback and in a previous episode because he was like, "Good soldiers follow orders." I think that was always his thing, like since season one. And another clone told him the same thing, and he's telling him like, "What's happening to the clones here? Like they're not getting fed, and like they're dying and blah blah blah." He's like, "What the hell? What's going on?" And he's like, well, good soldiers follow orders. And he's just like, whoa. Like, is this is this how I'm thinking? Like, this isn't right. Like, they don't care about us. He starts realizing that they don't care about the clones and that they feel, like, dispensable. And he's like, holy shit, am I they, dispensable? Not even do they not care about them, but they are actively trying to get rid of them. Yep. Which is, which is crazy. So he finally rebels. He's like, you know what? I'm not doing this. And he ends up shooting that one guy, right? And uh, so they they take him in and they try to, you know, see if they can uh, fix him so he can be loyal again or just kind of getting ready to start experiment experimenting on him. So they take him somewhere, but where where are they taking him? And again, it's just tying into like uh, cloning and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so we start finding out about that, and then in the which next explains ep- how Palpatine somehow came back is starting to come back obviously yeah. man again right that third movie that's saying it's tying in all these series together so bad batch mandalorian has has a lot to do with cloning as well so like all this is kind of starting to tie in together which is fucking great dude it's so great um <laughs> I love how the shows actively fix the fix the movie. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're gonna fix the sequel, guys. We're, we're gonna we're gonna Yo, tell hey. you how 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 Palpatine came to be with the cloning. I know Don't it worry, made JJ no sense. Abrams. We got you. Yeah, we we're gonna you. save your movie, JJ, by explaining, <laughs> filling in all the plot holes from the movies. <laughs> um, oh, which is awesome, dude. And like, yeah, you just get like some redemption for Crosshair, and like, you're like, oh my god, they. That Bad Batch, you know, Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, Omega, they all need to find him and release him. Like, he's... Because if they can get him back, like, you know, like, they'll realize, like, oh, dude, he's he's realizing it now. It took him a while, but he's realizing this now. Um, I don't know what happens. I can't remember what happens, but 
the crew needs to go to this planet to go find Crosshair because they find out that Crosshair's has been taken and they need to do one last mission, right? To get set free. Um, yeah. And um, this whole time, man, there was foreshadowing to, uh, I feel they put a lot of focus on tech this, this season, this uh, series, this season. Don't you think? Yeah, they did. I think they, uh, they built on his arc a lot, especially in terms of his like emotional involvement with other people. Yeah, especially with and they made it, Yeah, they made it pretty clear too that like he was starting to open up uh in terms of especially with Omega as well, I thought. I, I felt like he was a really human being. Yeah, like having empathy. And, yeah, because uh, he was always so technical. And, like, mm-hmm. there's always a solution and there's always a problem that you can fix. But, like, some things just can't be fixed. You just got to be your own person. And I think he started realizing that. Like, uh, yeah, this and- whole season was just more like them outside of being soldiers. Like, them adjusting to being humans. Yeah, and it, it definitely built on him a lot compared to before. I was loving it. I was like, man, they're doing a really good job with tech. Uh, they also built up Crosshair a good amount, too. I thought, I, yes. I mean, they've done a decent job with him, but in this season, I feel like watching his turn makes sense. Yes, I, I agree. And I, I feel like in the first season, they focused a lot on Hunter and Wrecker, which mm-hmm. I think that's why we grew to love them. Because um, obviously with Wrecker, right, the chip was about to take him, take over him, and he was about to kill his fellow troopers, and they managed to get that chip out of him in season one. And this one, I feel like it focused more on tech and crosshair and their growth as uh, clones as well. And then Echo as well. Like he he went to go off and do his his other things. Like I need to go save all these other clones. Like they don't know what's happening. You guys obviously know what's happening. And I I fought with these 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 men. They're my brothers. I need to go help them too and 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 fight for their rights. Hey, um, question: Why don't they put Rex in the show more? Like he comes out in episodes, of course. But it feels like they're purposely like trying not I, to put too many Rex episodes in the show. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they're doing that because I think they're getting ready to put them in live action. That's mm, my okay. honest opinion. So they don't want to they don't want to do too much of his storyline. They're gonna. I have a I have a strong feeling that Rex is gonna pop out in the Ahsoka series. Ah, oh God, that would make sense. And he's gonna be an old Rex, right? Because when we see him in Rebels, he's like old as shit. Is that beard? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that'll be great to see. That'll make so much sense. I can't uh, wait. Yeah, dude, I, I I can't wait. Um, so yeah, they they're obviously going on this mission. I can't remember, but they ended up trying to. They realize that that uh, Crosshair is there. That he's captured, and they're using him for cloning experience. Getting ready to use him for cloning experience experiments, and. Shay goes left real quick and they have to try and escape. They oh they end up taking Omega, right? Uh by the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they yeah, oh yeah. Sorry for I'm going way too far. Uh they're trying to escape and there's a moment where it doesn't look like they none of them are gonna make it. They're they're escaping, they're fighting all the, off these stormtroopers. Well, it's strange because like they they're going in to infiltrate and get information so they can find out where Crosshair is. It right. turns out they run into run into Saw Gerrera, who's trying to destroy the place with oh, yeah, all these Saw top Guerrero's officers there. in yep. it. Which, by the way, like, yeah, I mean, I get what the the I get what the Clone Force was saying. Like, 
hunter in them because they want to find their guy. But if he had killed those guys, all those two of those dudes at least come out in the movies. And one of them was behind the Death Star. I kind of feel like Saw kind of had a point on this one. Really? Yeah. Like, he, obviously, he didn't know that. So with the knowledge that they had, like, okay, sure. Because they don't, uh, they don't necessarily know that. But if he had gone through with what he wanted to do, uh, the main bad guy in Rogue One would be dead. Uh, Tarkin would be dead. And Tarkin like comes out in a ton. Doesn't he come out yeah, in the original yeah, movies too? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's a big he's fucking the, deal. Yeah, he's a uh, Palpatine's uh, right hand man next to uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, he's like, actually sure, one of the few that know who Darth Vader actually is. Sure, they can be replaced, but uh, I mean, these guys are still big players in the game. It's got to set them back somehow. It, it's crazy, right? Like the effects of like certain things that don't go like cause a lot of the stuff that we we already know that happened um 2020 hindsight yeah dude it's so crazy and that's why i think uh, i love bad batch so much because of it you're like oh my god like this there's a cause and effect because this didn't happen this happened or because this happened this is gonna happen right it's just oh dude they they do it so well and uh good on the writers dude for knowing every detail um about stuff is like well we can't do this because this is going to happen in the future. So we have to make sure this doesn't happen. Right. Like that, that's, that's a lot of uh, paying attention to detail. Uh, so good on the writers, man. Good on, yeah. good, good on them, dude. They're doing a great job with this show. I cannot wait to see what Omega turns into. I feel like by the end of season three, we're going to see where they're taking Omega, whether or not she's getting her own animated show or if she's going to move into a live action show. But I do want to see what happens with her. Cause she's going to end up being, very really good fighter like she's gonna be boba level good i love her gun too like the arrow um Mm -hmm. thing you know like it's like a light it's like a a beam cannon but like an arrow yeah i love it now so they're they're trying to escape and they're in a crunch they're about to fall off they're all about to die pretty much and uh huge spoilers guys um Somehow there's too much weight happening and tech is at the very bottom and it's well, they're pre- shooting the railing from these uh, like jets. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you would call Yeah. It. They're taking them across mountains and uh, they're, they're high up in elevation and yeah. they're like in the clouds above the, uh, some somewhat above some of the clouds. Right. And tech goes to fix the fuse so they can keep moving. But one of the part is one of the parts of the train car that they are in is hanging off, off the edge, and it's not letting them move. Right, and then uh, and there's pretty much it's it's hanging on by a thread, and there's too much weight now. And Tech starts to realize we need to get rid of this weight, um, so this the other cart that is hanging on can make it through. Because if not, we're all going to fall down and fall to our deaths. The only problem is that he's at the end of the part where it's falling off. And yeah, he fell, right? Yeah, yeah. He fell and Wrecker and Omega are trying to like help him up. And he's like, you guys, I, I'm going to do this. Like, you, you guys have to, like, I got to get rid of this, this piece that's because it's going to pull us all down. So he ends up sacrificing himself. 
uh, in order to bro, save his team, bro. When Re- when Wrecker says, uh, "Don't do or that's an Omega. order," like don't yeah, don't do order. it. That's an order, and he says, uh, "When have we ever followed orders?" Oh, dude, and just yes. shoots the shoots the piece of metal that's holding the piece of the train car he's in, and you just see him slow, as as slowly falling down. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, that was rough. It was, hard. it was heartbreaking. After, after that, the train car smashes back up and cra- goes straight across, crashing into the other side. Good thing, too, because there were dozens of stormtroopers waiting right there. There's a huge explosion. Everybody's pretty much out. Uh, you're looking from Omega's point of view, and you know she passes out. Everything's hazy. She wakes up a couple times. Hunter, She can see Hunter and Wrecker saved her, but they take her. To fucking Sid. <sighs> they take her to Sid. Yep. And you know, throughout the Where whole season. Where they think season, they're safe. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Throughout the whole season, though, you you know, like, once you figure out that they're with Sid, you're like, oh, she's going to fuck them over. Like, Sid, <laughs> the whole season, Sid made it pretty clear that she's all about herself. Yeah, she's about herself and her money and always looking out herself and... You know, they're they're all injured and they're trying to make it. And sure enough, <clears throat> Sid's like talking to them and she's like, I'm sorry, guys. You know, I was like, I told on you guys and they're there. And yeah, pretty much uh, Sid ended up betraying these, you know, uh, cross uh, crosshair uh, hunter wrecker and Omega that made it out. Uh, so and, and they're trying to do their best. Right. But they're like coming off an injury because of that crash that happened oh man just just devastating again just star wars all over again just like just like come on man why you got to do that to them i know and this is right after you see tech die it was a rough rough episode although i mean we didn't see him die well that guy pulled up was like um when they're getting like just hand over omega (laughs) let you guys go I was like, no, hell no. I was like, do you really want to end up like your friend? And he pulls out the goggles like, these are the remains that we saw from him. Like, that's it. That's all we could find. So that's all they could find, but it's just broken goggles. Does that mean he's dead or does that mean he was able to make it out? Again, guys, it is Star Wars. So if you guys ever see someone fall into the abyss, chances are they're probably not dead. <laughs> yeah, pretty good uh, chance. Now, it would really take away from the the emotional weight of it because watching watching omega just plea to go back for him and the guys having to explain like the the only reason he did this was to give us a chance we don't want to waste it yeah it was did. pretty pretty heartbreaking man it was oh, pretty heartbreaking. No. oh no you know her australian accent tech <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no um <laughs> Uh, oh god so uh they they try to escape um because you know they see him coming because although sid did betray them she did give him a little bit of warning for them to try and escape um didn't end up working out they they end up capturing them they end up uh taking omega at the end um i can't remember what happens but i just remember it going to flash to uh crosshair right or omega and that one scientist that was operating on Crosshair, and she's like, "You're we're more alike, we're more alike than you think." And it turns out that she's oh, you also the whole street fight, man. What happened? The street the fight, battle I mean, in the city. 
yeah, the battle in the city was dope. You know, yeah, like pretty uh, dope. Even uh, even what's his name comes back. Echo comes back for a great uh, like battle yeah. in the streets with pretty much the entire empire. It was dope. But yes, then it was. They go. They go. <laughs> they cut to crosshair, right? And then that clone scientist that's been uh, that scientist that's experimenting on on crosshair is like. Because uh, Crosshair tried escaping, and she's like, you know, you really should trust me a little bit more. We're more alike than you think. He's like, oh, yeah, how? And it's like, it's like I'm a fucking clone, too. And it's a female scientist. So I was like, whoa, is she like Omega? What the fuck's going on? And then, like, that's pretty much how the season ends. So I think they ended it perfectly. Omega's gone. So the bad well, batch has to go. Well, doesn't she tell that to, to Omega? She says, I'm your sister. There we go. Yeah, she does yeah. do that. Sorry. Uh, it was a week ago, and I'm just... It was just a lot, dude, and it was just so much to soak in. I was just like, "Fuck, this is so good." Um, what a way to end it, dude! I know. Uh, again, my buddy Ryan said that Mando was that the last episode fucking sucked, but if he was paying attention to uh, the other show, Bad Batch, he would have been like, "Yo, this shit's amazing." Um, <laughs> I mean, it's all tying into a lot of what they're doing, what they did with the sequels, and I think what they're trying to build up to in the mando movie obviously so it, it looks Fucking good to amazing. me I'm, i've enjoyed it uh that's all, all for the star wars talk though we've got one last thing to go over guys super mario brothers the movie finally adapted yeah you surprised it took this long Woohoo! <laughs> we both had to do it right uh no uh surprised it took this long yeah Honestly, don't like, get me I, wrong. We know there's that movie from what was it, 92? I don't know. With uh, John Lucasamo? Yeah, yeah. You, you know what's funny? He said that he would not watch this movie because it's not inclusive enough. And then I watched this movie and I was like, this is awesome. What are you talking about? I don't know, um, what, he's, I don't know what he's talking about. Anya Taylor Joy is Argentinian. Keegan Michael Key is in it. Uh, that one comedian that's Italian, um, he plays Spike. Um, Fuck, what's his name, dude? I don't know, but let's uh, let's get into the movie while you're looking at that. So the film actually does some things pretty well. Now, am I going to say it's pretty like well. amazing? Uh, listen, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, am I going crazy about it? No. There is There is one thing about the movie. Actually, not just one thing. There are a couple of things about the movie that are really strong that I think they're going to build on. Um, but overall, I mean, it, it is still a kid's movie. <laughs> they made Mario make sense, which is pretty difficult to do when you consider the material. I was telling my wife, I was like, L- imagine without context, right? You, you've never heard of Mario in your entire life. And I tell you, yeah, so there's this plumber from Brooklyn and his brother and they wear overalls and they have like like colors on their shirts and letters of their names on their hats and then they go and fight they go through yeah they go through green tunnels to go to like different places and talk to mushroom people and there's this princess that's like a whole foot taller than him that he's always having to save over and over again from this like giant fire-breathing turtle guy um oh also you travel on rainbow tubes and drive on rainbow roads 
and you one know, of your just... and one of your other nemesis is a is a giant uh, gorilla. A giant gorilla, yeah. <laughs> you need help from a gorilla army actually to help you beat the turtle guy. I mean, obviously, right? So, yeah. If you didn't know what Mario was, do you know how insane that sounds? It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> sounds um, fucking ridiculous. So they make it make sense. They they give him a good backstory. Well, they give him a solid backstory, right? A very Italian family. Um, all of them seem to look pretty much like him, and he's he's actually the younger one, which I never expected with Mario. I thought he was. I thought him and his brother were just you know the, the only ones. brothers. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about their family, and. Uh, so anyway, they, they're trying to start this plumbing company, right? They go, well, and they're trying to save Brooklyn so they could put their, their plumbing business on the map. They've even got a wonderful commercial. Which uh, I, I love the commercial because um, early on when they announced that Chris Pratt and Charlie Day were going to be Luigi, they're like, well, how's the accent going to be? And when the trailer came out, they're like, why is the accent not Italian? And it, it causes like this huge ruckus even before the movie came out. Uh, and in the beginning of the movie, when they it, it, that commercial where they're like thick ass accents, right? The uh-huh. it's me, Mario, right? And then they're like, could that do that commercial was hilarious. And then right after that commercial ended, they're like, and it was just a commercial for them to so they can get plumbing work done because yeah. they're up and coming, they're a family owned uh plumbing, right? They're not one of those big companies, so they invested all their money. Just so they can, uh, with this commercial, so they can get work. And uh, after the commercial ends, you know, like, they're like, oh, it's like, do you think the accent was too much? It's like, no, no, it was perfect. Like, we're going for a comedic version of it where the Super Mario Bros are like superheroes. Dude, that commercial was hilarious. I loved it. It was what pretty funny. It really was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're, they get desperate, right? And then they, they're trying to save Brooklyn. They go into the sewers. Because Brooklyn is flooding, so you know the plumbers to the rescue. Turns out Mario ends up finding a pipe, a big green pipe. Oh, uh, and he he gets sucked in. Well, his Luigi gets sucked into it first, and then he gets sucked in, and they're traveling through those rainbow tubes. Luigi ends up in uh, Bowser World. I don't know what it's called, Bowser World, the lava la- the lava area that I never got to when I played the games because I never owned it Nintendo. Uh, Mario gets dropped off and dropped off in Mushroom Kingdom, and that's where we meet so many characters. I thought Anya Taylor Joy as Peach was fantastic. I think uh, King Michael Key as Toad was a lot of fun. I didn't mind Chris Pratt. I didn't hate it. I I liked him a lot, honestly. Uh, I did like Charlie Day as Luigi more than I liked Chris Pratt as Mario, though. I will say that. Hmm. I also really enjoyed Seth uh, Rogen. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Dude, it his worked. Laugh, his laugh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hilarious when he's beating up the shit out of Mario. And yeah, like, and it looked up. like, you know what? I'll, I'll talk about that later. But yeah, when he's beating him up, uh, they they go through all this so they can get they can beat Bowser since he's got one of the stars, as in the game, right? How did you feel watching that movie? Did you feel like the games? Because every instant, they made every part of the game make sense. I mean, the so question mark cubes, the bricks. The and I thought some of the most genius stuff was when they made it look like gameplay. 
my particular favorite, uh, obviously the first one they did was solid when, when they're going to work in Brooklyn, when they're going yeah. to work. Yeah. That one felt very that was true to awesome. the games. Yep. But the one that I found the most impressive was his training montage. That was cool too with uh, with Peach. Yeah, that felt like the games. And it explains uh, the mushroom. Like, uh, you take this mushroom, it's a power. Yeah, they explained everything away and you <sighs> accept it because you've been living in this world for the entirety of its for existence. For the past uh, for the past thirty years, for the for, for our existence. Mm-hmm. Mario's been out since what, in the late early before our time yeah we late 80s this. yeah oh dude it was perfect uh I, I would say um the callbacks to like you said everything the video games and even the donkey kong games dude uh when they get to the donkey kong world and they have that one guy that like with the glasses like takes you wherever you want to go mm-hmm. that's a callback to donkey kong when oh you is start, it yeah when you start <laughs> getting you play donkey kong right no i've never played donkey kong. no Mm-mm. wow you've never played donkey kong no, wow! I'd never had a Nintendo until. I'm gonna get recently. you. A, I'm, I'm gonna get you a Switch so you can play the Donkey Kong. I got, games. I got Switch now, but like I, I didn't have them. I this is the first Nintendo I've ever owned. Oh, dude. Okay, so I want what I want you to do after we start after we stop recording, go. Um, you can actually buy. I think it's like forty bucks, and you can get the package for the Super Nintendo games, and mm-hmm. you can play all the Super Nintendo games on there. Like it just automatically downloads in it. Oh, and play Donkey. Yeah, and play the first Donkey Kong. And once you start getting further in the levels, like the one with uh, Mario and Peach, no, yeah, like Donkey Kong, Mario, Peach. You can play Super Mario World. You can play like just a bunch of. You no, can play I mean, Donkey... is that the Donkey Kong that you're talking about, or the one where you play as Donkey Kong? Where you play as Donkey Kong? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, because the first one is like the first Mario appearance is Donkey Kong, where he's throwing the barrels. Yeah, yeah. Which, so, yeah. by the way, their battle. Looks like that with the ladders. Yeah, he's throwing the barrels, the, yeah. the ladders. Yes, dude, they just so many callbacks. But yeah, but uh, before we go on, so there's this one character, the, the one that takes him with the cool, the cool gorilla, the yeah, one that puts the, on the glasses and takes him with the white suit, yeah, and yeah. drives crazy. Yeah, with the white suit, exactly. That's a callback to the Donkey Kong game, uh, because once you start making it, is far it to Donkey the levels, Kong Country or what for N64? Donkey Kong Country? Yeah, uh, no, uh, for the Super Nintendo, uh, Donkey Kong, the very first one. Um, okay, you, okay, okay. So you start making it further into the game, right? There's there's a moment where you can uh, actually ask that cool Donkey Kong or that cool gorilla to take you <laughs> anywhere you want to go in the map, and he's like, it, it, it's crazy because he playing he's playing the music on his boombox and stuff like that. So uh-huh. it's just a great callback to the video game. So if if you play Donkey Kong the video games when they're in the Donkey Kong world, there's a lot of fucking callbacks to it, like Diddy Kong too. Oh, oh, Diddy dude, Kong. Like, I knew yeah, Diddy Kong. Yeah. That uh, means you the too, king, Diddy Kong. The yeah. king was great, bro. Yeah, the, <laughs> the king is actually the grandpa of Donkey Kong in the games. Um, in this so one, it, he's his son. Yeah, and this one, he's his son. So it's just... Uh, and then, um, yeah, just Donkey Kong being like um, that character where he's just like a... Uh, I don't know. How, how do you explain uh, a Donkey Kong's character where he's just like... Uh, not taking anything serious and he's like too cool and playing music you know and stuff like that in the in the uh, donkey kong games he's just like super about like his music and just like being chill and stuff like that he has to go save the world uh uh from one of the the, the villains um but like he's just a laid-back uh gorilla like just that just wants to party <laughs> so it's just it's just funny like how they adapted that into the in the movie as well so like it's just awesome dude like not just mario the Mario games, but they adapted the Donkey Kong games into this 
into this uh, movie as well. So that's why I loved it so much, especially when they're in the Donkey Kong world. It's fucking awesome, dude. Which reminds <laughs> me, uh, when they go into the Mario Kart part of the, the movie, they even have the scene where you, as in the game, same, exact same thing as the game where you can pick the parts to your vehicle. I thought oh, that was pretty yes, genius, was so man. They, there were so many callbacks. It felt like they were definitely they were reaching out to those those people who the grew up with these games. Yeah, they know who's taking their kids to these movies, and it, it was pretty cool. You could also tell that it was reaching out to those '80s babies, man. All the music was '80s. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, because uh, let's not forget, dude. Those '80s kids also played these games too. Yeah, I mean, Don- the original Donkey Kong with Mario, uh, Saving Peach from Donkey Kong came out in like 81. So that's that's the 80s kids too. Uh, it was it was great, dude. And, and let's not forget about the one cat, the casting. Uh, I know we talked about all these characters and I feel like they all did a great job. But the best casting in this movie, for sure, was Jack Black as Bowser. <laughs> Peaches, 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 and Jack Black is really good at doing that kind of stuff, especially, you know, Tenacious Just D, going all out. Yeah, uh, School of Rock. Like, he knows how to do it. He even does it in The Croods. Uh, he does a cover of, I think it was the Partridge Family theme song. I, I think no I idea. love you, but what am I so afraid of? Anyway, so he, he's really good at doing this stuff. And he just made this hilarious song that, <laughs> that matches so fire. well. I, th- I think his character in general was... To me, the best part of the movie. So I, I really enjoyed watching him. And his obsession with Peach just made it absolutely hilarious. It makes it make sense, too, in the games, too. Like, why is this turtle always kidnapping her? It's because he wants to marry her and rule the kingdom. You know? Yeah, but he's also, like, madly in love with her. He's just, you know, yeah. a, a terrible piece of shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh dude it was, uh, oh it was great all in all it's a pretty good video game movie it's it's crazy it's crazy what they were able to do uh with the characters they made them so malleable and then the whole point of the movie was like perseverance uh you know f- and family. always always getting back up up family always getting back up like yeah it's yeah. a good story like um it was pretty solid. They 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 executed well. They executed it pretty well. I, I wouldn't say it's better than than the Oscar noms from last year. It's not better than any of those. Um, um I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. You want to say it's better than Turning Red or what? Yes, I disagree. But hey, um, we're all I, don't think, I don't think it's better than Marcel. It's not better than Marcel. I don't think it's better than Pinocchio. I haven't but seen Pinocchio yet, so I'll give you an opinion after that. Pinocchio is a weird one though, because it's not one of those like constantly rewatchable ones. Yeah. No, um, I, I I get what you're saying. Like it was a great movie, but like one that kind of like All Quiet in the Western Front. Like it's a great movie, but I don't know if I could watch that again. I think I'd watch it before All 
I don't know. I, I want to see both of them again, so that's hard to say. And it's Anyways, not it's not better than Puss in Boots. I'll tell you that. It's not. Really? I yeah, still no. need to see that movie too. So let me watch those movies and then I'll give you my opinion back. But here's my rating for this because I absolutely loved it. I would go watch it again in theaters. And um, it did break the record for the most watched animated film in the theaters for no a weekend. Kidding. It, so the record was held by Frozen 2 with yeah, yeah. 355 million in box office. Yeah. Uh, the opening weekend for Mario Brothers was 378 million in opening weekend. Wow. Yes. Yeah, and... the fans came out. You know what's funny? That weekend, this past weekend, I saw a whole family. We went to go have some burgers at my favorite burger joint here. And a whole family, like six, seven people, came in with Mario shirts. Dude, that's like, crazy. Oh, we know where you're going. <laughs> Dude, that, that's funny because I saw one. I saw someone walking into our movie theater. We saw it in IMAX. Oh. Worth it. Um, she had like a like a Yoshi on top of her. Like she did her hair and like there was like a stuffed Yoshi animal on her head, which I oh. thought was cool. Um, speaking, did of you Yoshi, know that that there were such rabid Mario fans? Dude, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't. Everything like, I, about what's happening with this movie is pretty surprising to yeah, me. Yeah, me too, uh, bro. I mean, it makes I love sense it. now, but I'm like, wow. Same thing uh, with Sonic the movie. You saw Sonic, right? Yeah, so many Sonic fans out there. I, I have never seen the movies, but like a lot of people like just really enjoying that. It's they're good movies too. Yeah. Um, I think I like them a little bit more because it's live action. Uh, um, um, fair enough. Yeah, it, it and Sonic's character is more interesting than Mario's character. But um, yeah, they're, they're, I feel like they're part of the same vein where there are these characters that came from really old games and we didn't even know how big of a fan like base it had. And it's really starting to come out and they're making good movies, like good kids movies with these yeah. IPs. I mean, what I really love about this is that it's giving a Disney competition. Like they need to start putting better product out. And the fact that this broke records kind of opened the gate for Nintendo but like whoa maybe we should make more movies about our games I know the the creator of Mario and uh that one of the heads at Illumination both hinted at like hey we're thinking of doing this again a Super Mario universe and here's the thing with Kirby with Donkey I saw, Kong I saw a a fan calendar of movies that they could make Yes. Bro, imagine Star Legend Fox. of Zelda, Star Fox, Metroid Prime. Those are all huge worlds with great storylines. Yes, dude. And that's yes. just the tip of the iceberg with Nintendo. They can, they can do some great they, stuff. They can make some money, bro, and compete with Disney and Marvel and stuff like that. Like, And it's going to just push Marvel and them to like, oh, fuck. We don't have... We can't now we don't have to you know we have to worry about dc well we don't have to worry about dc because their live action movies suck but now we're gonna have to watch out for uh <laughs> well animated... su- the suicide squad and uh birds yes, of prey yes, yeah, were yeah, pretty yeah. good yeah yeah and, and their <laughs> and their animated films are great oh so. animated kicks marvel's ass but oh, yeah. we're not talking about that right now <laughs> but yeah dude this would be great for nintendo in general like it's going to get more kids to like, oh, I love Mario, so let's go buy a Switch now so we can go play some games and stuff like that. It's just great business for them, and it's crazy that they haven't done this. Like, It's crazy that they're not doing this again. So, Did it make uh, you want to go play a Mario game? It made yes, you want to play a few Mario games. Oh, dude, we, we played Donkey Kong uh, on Sunday after Easter when we did our whole thing. 
Oh yeah, everyone's yeah. like, let's play. <laughs> yes, dude. I was like, you don't have to feel like playing this right now. Um, overall rating for myself, honestly, because I loved it so much. Maybe it's a um, recency bias, but I'm gonna give it an eight point nine. God damn. Yes, eight point seven, eight point nine, eight point seven. I loved it. I'll watch it again. I'll go to the theater again and watch it. That's um, how much I enjoyed this movie. I'm leaning more towards a six point five. So damn. okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed it. You're right. I'll watch it again. Um, yeah. that's just where I'm at. It's a it's a good kids movie. I had a good time with it. I think they're doing good things with the IP. Uh, it, it's still a kids movie. It's still very much in that realm. There wasn't like this deep connection that I had to the film. Although my name is in the movie, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Luigi. Uh, I had to do it at least once, right? One thing, too, for my um, uh, one of my friends, like, I don't want to watch that movie because they did my Yoshi dirty. Uh, Yo- Yoshi, I guess Yoshi's his favorite character. I was like, he's not even in the movie. And I was like, um, well, watch the end credits <laughs> and then you'll think otherwise because they definitely were planning to hopefully if it did well to make a sequel. And obviously, when Super Mario Bros. first came out, there was no Yoshi and then Yoshi came in along later. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's great. They did, and they, they did, did a whole herd of Yoshis like Yoshi, around the colorful a good ones. callback. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Um, so yeah, I was like, yeah, watch the movie, bro, and then watch the end credits, and then you'll you'll see why they didn't put Yoshi in the first one. You can't you can't give him everything all at once. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you see the egg in New York City, so it's going to be interesting at what they do when they find it, and it's cracking. So Yoshi's born. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but don't get me wrong. It's not a bad movie. 6.5 is still a watchable movie. My whole thing is, if it's 6 and above, it's worth watching. There are very few that I would put below 6. Hindsight, uh, 2020, Thor Love and Thunder is probably a 5.5 for me. I still like it. I still like it. Uh, Do I love it? No. Will I watch it if my daughter doesn't want to watch it? No. She hasn't asked for it. I'm not gonna watch it. So well, for me, I feel like uh, once it comes out, I don't know whatever streaming services. I'm it talking on, about Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, I will. Okay, I okay. will rewatch Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll rewatch Super Mario Brothers. I don't know how many times I'll be willing to watch it, but I'll definitely be willing to watch it again. I think they had a very solid story and straight to the point. Uh, that movie was quick. What was it? An 80, hour and 30 minutes? something. Oh, it yeah. was 90 minutes? Okay, it was a 90-minute movie. Maybe a little less. You don't. It doesn't waste your time. It doesn't so feel like an hour and 30. It felt even shorter than that. Peaches, 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 peaches. Loved it, dude. Fucking loved yeah. it. Great stuff. And everything from the games you will get a callback for. I, I can't wait to see more Donkey Kong, if they do a show, if they do a movie with him. I'll be happy to watch either with Seth Rogen. I, th- I thought he did well. <laughs> Uh, I also want to see another storyline where they use uh, Boo. You saw uh, King Boo? Yeah, 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 King Boo. So that was cool. He was at the wedding that they almost had for Peach. So I, I would definitely like to see them build on some of these characters and the properties, man. Yes. Same I remember dude. watching my cousin play Metroid Prime when I was a kid, and I thought, this world seems really interesting, and she seems like a badass. That and Legend of Zelda could make for some epic films. I I agree, especially the way how well this movie did. This this could possibly be in our future. 
But all right, that's that's enough of us talking about a an eighties video game that got turned into a movie that has a bunch of eighties music and appeals to a bunch of kids who played the games. That's it for us this week, guys. Uh, Jason, you got any shout outs? I do. Um, shout out to Janet and her hospitality for letting us stay at her place. Um, also, just showing us a good time. Uh, shout out to all my family members that I saw uh, this past weekend. And um, shout out uh, to Jamie uh, for tagging along and spending time with my family. Um, I had an amazing time. I hope you did too. And uh, yeah, just thank you for um, being you. Um, love all you guys. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. And uh, we can't wait to talk about more movies coming up, uh, especially stuff uh, this coming summer. You know, blockbusters are coming out, so I can't wait to talk about that with you guys. Uh, what about you, Luigi? What you got for us, bro? Um, real quick, just shout out to the friends and family who support uh happy easter to all of you guys it's a late easter but happy easter to all of you guys who celebrate it uh thank you guys for supporting us as usual uh i would give individual shout outs but i'm just gonna say you you know who you are thank you for holding me up and keeping me keeping me sane uh but we'll keep you guys in our thoughts for next week we love you guys we appreciate you guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at revenge underscore of the pod. We'll see you next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod. <laughs>